others. We're happy and we're singing and we're colored. Give me a You can't talk like that from the throne room of God, okay? He <laughs> gonna have that mouth up there singing praise and worship on Sunday, too. <laughs> Tripping. No, 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 he, Tonight's rundown, uh, Bro Talk Live, the best show on the internet for us, Bias. The Trumps, we're gonna be talking about them. DJ Envy made some news this week, first time ever. Somebody said something about the Trumps. I know the best people. They're the best. <laughs> Snapchat, the best. Uh, Spike Lee. And uh, a friend of the show, Azalea Banks. Mm. <laughs> We're stuck live. The best show in that forest bias. My name is Jason. Let's kick it over to my main man, Dex. What up, bro? Dexter Stucky here. Super excited to be here. How's it going, guys? Going pretty good. How you doing? No complaints at all. Cool. Uh, Tyler, wait, 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 wait. You ain't uh, got no story, Dex? You know. I always have a story, but I'll just keep it short. I'll just give a quick shout out today. Like Marion, like shout out to Marion, Shakima, Fatima, and Vance. Like you guys have been so consistent with your support. Jaden Hollywood as well. So consistent with your report, support and like, we truly appreciate it. Awesome. Dex, don't come on here again without a story. <laughs> the people are looking for a story. We we need stories, okay? Tata got from Pouring Live from the throne room. What's that? Um... <clears throat> I would like first to apologize for that little um, moment of weakness where some <laughs> obscene language may have come out. Um, anywho, I'm doing quite well, and we are ready and back on track from the throne room of holiness. <laughs> Holiest of holies. Uh, and Bill, reporting live from Studio 1A, Rockefeller Plaza, home of the Haitians. What's up, bro? Uh, I'm actually doing quite well. I have a praise report. Um, I am on the ballot for a political office. Uh, what? <laughs> the general election is May the 14th, and so I'll be rallying support until then. Um, for what? That means that, that I, from here until the election, all of my comments will be nice. <laughs> you won't be losing be any no groups? Nonsense. I'm sorry? We won't be losing any groups? Absolutely not. We'll be gaining groups, okay? I need voters. Okay. okay. I feel I feel like that's a challenge for me. So like what, what office like what what office are you running for? It's a nice little office. Uh you can't I'm you say you can't run for office and then not tell people what you're running for. Like I'm, I'm about to say it. God, I just gotta make sure I get the coins. <laughs> um I'm running for uh award leading position where I get those checks signed at the 53rd award. So uh, my division is I'm out and about and like knocking on doors, kissing babies and shaking hands, using hand sanitizer and washing hands, but shaking these hands. But you're running for office. So I'm not going to say anything. Um, You can say it. I'm not going to respond. I was going to lose a group for you, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but congratulations. Um, (laughs) What's the office called? I missed it. I'm running. Oh, is he gone? <laughs> How convenient. How, how, how convenient. convenient. <laughs> <laughs> My man is right in office. 
My man is running for office and running running the label. How does he do it? Like to me, I I didn't hear it. Like he's running for what? Hold on, wasn't that judge that uh, got Meek Mill in jail? Wasn't she like (laughs) involved in like a record label too? No, maybe they have something in common. Congrats, William. Be trying to get put in jail. He really is frozen though. Like he's definitely gone. I'm clicking on him and because God ain't gonna bless no lies. I mean, mess. All right, let's start off with the show. I guess uh, we'll get Bill back on uh, when the government lets him back on. Apparently, they don't want to hear from him. Um, which story were you more surprised to hear? Uh, Bill, I guess it's still gone, but yeah, here we go. Uh, the first story is all about the Trumps, and the second story also is all about the Trumps. Um, Stormy Daniels has been making a bunch of headlines over the past week. This is the porn star who has uh, allegedly had an affair with Donald Trump. Uh, it has come out that she passed a polygraph test about her affair and she, you know, passed it in. The results came back and she was telling the truth. Uh, people don't know how to take that because you, those aren't really admissible in court, but um, she did pass it for whatever that's worth. Uh, she also offered to return the $130,000 that Donald Trump allegedly paid her to end um, her non-disclosure agreement that she had because of that deal. Uh, she has also started with, which is like a GoFundMe. It's called Crowd Justice. It's where you can raise money for a political uh, motive or action. Um, so far, she has raised $271,000 um, in order for defense funds against, uh, which is sure to be a, a lawsuit coming from Donald Trump if she does speak out. But that wasn't the biggest news that Stormy had over the weekend. Uh, it was this tweet um, coming from at True Facts Stated, a verified account on Twitter. Stormy's lawyer on, on MSNBC, I'll paraphrase, quote, we have photos of Trump's penis. Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) So was that more shocking or was it this? Uh, Trump story when Donald Trump Jr. Headlines came out that he cheated on his wife, Vanessa, with former Apprentice contestant Aubrey O'Day, uh, also making band fame. Um, Apparently, she, uh, Aubrey, at the election last year, tweeted, my story I didn't tell is worth millions now. Um, page six has the full story and how uh, the two ended up dating shortly after The Apprentice. Just really random. When I saw it, I was just like, what? So, guys, what story was uh, more surprising to hear about uh, Stormy Daniels having uh, pictures of Donald Trump's uh, members or Aubrey O'Day having some <laughs> role in all of this, this being this close to the president? Look, when I saw this Aubrey stuff yesterday, I was just like, Girl, you got to do better with your time. You got to put them plastic lips on something better than that. Like, you got to do better. But while we're on this topic of Donald Trump, I will say, though, that every once in a while, something happens where I feel like I have to defend Donald Trump. And I don't know why, but it always seems to be me and it always seems to happen. But... These stories that are coming out about Stormy and these other hookers that are sleeping with Donald Trump and stuff like that. Like, (laughs) what is the purpose of that? Like, I don't understand why this is a thing. Like, if you're not going to tell us that you have some inside information about Donald Trump connecting with Putin and um, rigging the election, why are we hearing from you? Okay, we know Donald Trump is a nasty man. He cheated on his wife. Okay, what else? Like, why are y'all coming out now? Like, why are you coming out, period? Keep it moving. Okay, uh, Todd, Bill, anybody got something to say? Um, in a sense, I can, I can, 
agree with that, I guess, because normally this would be like a scandal that would shake the White For House. For any other president. But because the White House is like thrived <laughs> on court, it, this is like the least of his worries. Well, we needed something juicy that's going to help us or uh, Democrats or whoever Maxine along what they're trying to accomplish. And this Stormy Daniels thing is not going to accomplish because you can't taint Donald Trump's image because no one has any high expectations for Donald Trump's behavior. Wait, do you think that if Hillary Clinton or Maxine Waters tweeted out that picture of Donald Trump's penis, like, do you think that, <laughs> that I think they should do it. Like, that would be hilarious. Ah, oh, that would be disgusting. First, that would be the most disgusting thing. Like, please could don't. you imagine? Like, like how do you think he I could? I don't want to. Actually, I don't want to. Like, I don't want to imagine anything of that sort. <laughs> I'm sorry, just not interested. Uh, Bill, what do you think about uh, Stormy having pictures of Trump's penis in regards to Aubrey O'Day dating Donald Trump Jr.? Well, personally, I think it's the best picture she's ever taken. <laughs> she doesn't, you know. <laughs> Listen, folks, okay? I take the greatest pictures. You don't know anybody takes better pictures than me, folks. Okay? And and now she has the greatest camera, I tell you. That's gross. That picture is going to be worth, worth billions and billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars, folks, okay? No picture's worth more. Wouldn't it be amazing if the National Enquirer, who Trump loves, um, ended up uh, buying the picture and ended up putting it out? That would be like the the one thing that would backfire, which I think would make me happiest. It so. would never happen, though, because they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Stand the only right. thing that would probably get him out at this point is that he like partook, like he hung a Russian. Like I like that. There's nothing that would get him out of office at this point. <laughs> Nothing, sadly. Chances that this was staged. Uh, I'll start off at the very beginning. Uh, DJ Envy uh, from Hot 97. No, he's not on Hot 97, sorry. He's on Power 105.1, one of those New York stations. Uh, he's host of The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne and uh, Angela Yee. Uh, he is the, the light-skinned one on the panel, um, light-skinned male, I should say, and the one that sits kind of behind the board, if you don't know who that is. Uh, he was on The Real back in February and he went on The Real because he cheated on his wife and he wanted to talk about that and open up about uh, why he cheated and how he feels like less of a man because he cheated and all this stuff and, you know, how his wife forgives him and all that stuff. So he did The Real and uh, then uh, Decent Samaro, a show that comes on Viceland, um, decided to talk about DJ Envy's appearance. And on their show, uh, their commentary was, uh, she's okay talking about his wife with that DJ Envy check, though. So uh, fast forward to last week, Deez Samaro came on to DJ Envy's show, The Breakfast Club, and it just went left. DJ Envy, as soon as the start of the show happened, uh, said, we're going to start with this. You owe my wife an apology. When Deez Samaro asked what they did wrong, Envy said that the two insinuated that his wife, Gia, quote, was there for the check. Uh, after the clip was replayed in the studio, Deez Samaro stood by their joke, but they did offer an apology and they said they would never joke about DJ Envy again. Um, DJ Envy said, quote, that's a little disrespectful, even after they apologized. Um, they apologized again, said, I'm sorry, you know, my bad, I'm sorry. DJ Envy continued, you can talk about me all you want, make fun of me all you want, 
But when it's wife and kids, there is no but. Um, Envy then walked off of the interview and did not come back. He later explained on TMZ, because I guess he called in to TMZ to get his 30 seconds of fame, uh, that he left not because of Decent and Merrill, but because Charlemagne, quote, makes a joke out of everything and that he wasn't in the mood. He also said that uh, he felt the apology was genuine and that he accepted it. A lot of reaction happened on Twitter. Um, some of the people who were making sense said the craziest part of this Decent and Merrill and um, DJ Envy stuff is that he wasn't disrespecting his wife as much as he was calling Envy a lame with money. Someone else said, Envy big mad over someone disrespecting his wife when he himself disrespected her first. These niggas, man, they are something else. Um, and Ebro, uh, who is on Power, I'm sorry, on Hot 97's morning show, said, Envy walked off his own show. Amazing marketing. The Viceland iHeart promo machine working overtime. These are Merrill, nicest people, too. Uh, guys, do you think that the whole DJ Envy walk-off was staged, or do you think that it was actually his true reaction to being offended about what, uh, I guess, Deesa said about him? Um, Like I said last week, when we had one of our Q&A questions, there is, in everyone's life, you have to set a limit. Like, there is a limit to how much you're going to take. Like, there's a limit to how much shade that's allowed to be thrown at you. And there are some people who are okay with people discussing and, and making fun of and making jokes about their kids, their wives, so forth and so on. DJ Envy wasn't okay with it, so he put his foot down, and I think that's commendable. I also think it's commendable for DC Zamero to apologize to him because, like, that's something that offended this man. And I think it's okay. I mean, I think it's great that they apologize to him, but I also don't think it's he doesn't necessarily have to at that moment be like, okay, we're, we're all good now. I think what the way they all handled the situation was the pr- proper way to do it. Um, what I don't like though, is that DJ Envy threw Charlemagne in it. I think DJ Envy could have explained it the way I did. Maybe I should be a PR person. I don't know, but I think that. <laughs> Are you looking for a job? Huh? Are you looking for a job? No, oh, okay. but I'm just saying. I'm but just if saying, was hiring. I'm just saying <laughs> if he's offering, if he needs it. I'm there for him. But um, so basically what I'm saying is I think that he could have just, instead of saying the whole Charlemagne thing, he should have just said they disrespected my wife. I felt like I needed to stand up for her. And that's what it was. But I don't think that the extra stuff was was necessary. A lot of people were saying that uh, DJ Envy himself, uh, his brand is in the whole Breakfast Club's brand is to talk about people's families and to talk about people's lives. And when he's a, a trending topic or something that's happening, you know, what I'm saying on the Internet, when people talk about him, then he gets offended. Um, Ty, how do you feel about the whole situation? Do you feel like Envy overreacted by walking off or do you feel like, you know, what I'm saying he was appropriate in what he did? Because he did fire off from the jump. Like He didn't act like everything was OK. So. I mean, I think walking off for, to me was a little bit much simply because I uh, weren't you scheduled to be there. Um, like, so you knew that they had spoken about all this stuff prior to your arrival. So you went there just to storm off or like, I didn't get to catch Well, them. they came onto his show. Oh, so I yeah, mean, he, yeah, invited, I, he invited them on for their <laughs> discussion. <laughs> issue. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it was a little bit much either way, but I mean, I get it. Sometimes you're, I mean, it's a sensitive thing especially when it comes to like infidelity, like you're probably still in the middle of that storm. And sometimes just because a couple decide to stay together doesn't mean like there's not a huge storm going on. So he probably was pretty upset and kind of wants to guard her at any moment right now because she is probably not feeling him very much. So Before I, you go, Bill, uh, real quick, uh, Joe Button, if this matters to anybody, um, had this, to, he said that, 
Um, DJ Envy called him a couple of weeks ago and told told you know told uh, Joe Button how he was going to confront DC Zamero on his show because they had I guess just booked him or whatever like that. So he, apparently he sh- he told Joe Button that he was going to confront him two weeks ago, and we ended up doing that. Uh, does that make a difference to you, Bill? Um, you know when people die. And like other people like put on Instagram, like the only pictures they have and they comment all these memories that never actually happened. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's what Joe Button did. Thank Nobody you. called Joe Button. I, I agree with that. Nobody even called if, Even him. if we like, did, why, okay. Thanks. <laughs> that information. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> well, Joe doesn't have a, an outlet to get this out anymore. So I guess he, he doesn't. Decided to break and, and for news. good reason. <laughs> the DJ, he's breaking news now. He's the breaking hip hop man. That's awesome. Congrats to Joe Button. Um, but he Veronica, does have he does have something in the works with, with the revolt though. That's okay. Break are you breaking something? What's happening? What's what's, what's, what's I'm just saying he has something in the works with revolt. Like that's just what it is. Are, are you are you breaking? Sources are reporting. Is that is that what's happening right now? I mean, we'll see if it, if it comes to fruition, and if it does, you know where you heard it first. Okay, there we go. Uh, At Queen V Dub on Twitter. Um, said to Ebro Talk Live, DJ Envy is whack as F. I don't think it was staged. He could have handled it better, but now he's a joke. A lot of people feeling that right now. Um, people replying that they like uh, De Samaro's side on this one. Moving forward, uh, how does Snapchat begin to recover? If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't been following Bro Talk Live's um, social media channels because we've been talking about this. Rihanna has decided to respond to Snapchat because Snapchat decided to post this message on the left um, from an advertiser called Would You Rather? And the categories were Would You Rather Slap Rihanna or Punch Chris Brown? We, I guess someone alerted Rihanna to this and she decided to respond as shady as it is on Instagram story because she wasn't about to go on Snapchat and post this <laughs> saying, now Snapchat, I know you already know you ain't my fave app out there, but I'm just trying to figure out what the point was with this mess. I'd love to call it ignorance, but I know you ain't that dumb. You spent money to animate something that would intentionally bring shame to domestic violence victims and made a joke out of it. This isn't about my personal feelings because I don't have much of them, but all the women, children, and men that have been victims of domestic violence in the past, and especially the ones who haven't made it out yet, you let us down. Shame on you. Throw the whole app-ology away. Uh, Snapchat responded to Rihanna's Instagram story in a statement saying this advertisement is disgusting and never should have appeared on our service. We are so sorry that we made the terrible mistake of allowing it through our review process. We are investigating how that happened so that we can make sure that it never happens again. Um, Snapchat also says that it has blocked Would You Rather, uh, the company that made the advertisement, as an advertiser and that the game was unaffiliated with Snapchat. Snapchat also mentioned that it supports the National Network to End Domestic Violence and the group's executive vice president also sits on Snapchat's safety advisory board. Uh, Shortly thereafter, it was reported that Snapchat lost $800 million in stock value after Rihanna (laughs) criticized its app. So guys, what does Snapchat need to do to get back, uh, I guess, on the good graces of consumers and Rihanna, what you think? Let me begin. Um, maybe the first go thing back. they can do is fix that. Right, fix the interface. That's yeah. the first thing y'all go can back do. to that, and that's it. <laughs> that's and all you got to do. Completely <laughs> it because it's trash right now, and nobody wants to use it. <laughs> so you just think that you think the user interface is the worst part? 
Period. Yeah. So you're not. You're not, not at all leaving yes. because of Rihanna. You're leaving because of the YouTube. Yeah, Rihanna's, here's the, Rihanna's not actually leaving because of her. This was just her. She needed a reason to go off on them, and this was the reason. We all know the interface sucks. Same thing with Kylie Jenner. Kylie's like, oh, I don't use Snapchat anymore, and they're like, oh, people stop using it. We stop using it because we don't know what we're doing on there. Like we don't know how. We don't know how to use it. That's why we stop. Okay. I think these legit these things don't that, know what to do. Be honest with you. Like right now, this thing that this this or that, and there's all these shows on Snapchat that you can like watch, like TV shows basically, or like like short clips of TV shows and stuff. Nobody watches this stuff. So this Rihanna You're thing, nobody, nobody is that what that is? We don't know how to we don't know how to access this stuff. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> the problem. <though. laughs> uh, do you? I don't have a Snapchat yet. Do you? We're still holding out. I'm still holding out. I, I, I might yeah, as well not I'm have a Snapchat because I sure don't know what to do. <laughs> I think I didn't know what to do on the old Snapchat outline, so I really wouldn't know what to do on the new one, apparently. So I'll just stay out. It's cool. No worries. I'm, yeah, I'm too old. Is Azalea Banks right? Um, one of our favorite people on the show, Azalea Banks, one of the favorite guests. Um, someone posted this about Azalea on Instagram saying, regardless of how people feel, the truth is, talking about Azalea, you're a part of Black history. You cannot say a word without it being news. People can say you're irrelevant, but you've been making headlines for seven years straight, mostly on Bro Talk Live. And you're the most influential female rapper of the new generation post Nikki. <laughs> okay, throw this entire post away. Just <laughs> we don't. I'm sorry, I tried to get through it without laughing. That post Nikki just sends me off every time. <laughs> Truth is, weather <laughs> get get a load of that weather. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> whether it's your new music or your mouth. What? You've lasted all the other girls. <laughs> Azalea decided to respond by just saying right. <laughs> what would that be your response to this girl? She didn't post it. <laughs> now, what I will say though about this is yeah. that like early on in my career, um, Ty and I actually had a conversation about like about me and like the type of like entertainer or journalist that I want to be. And he said, you know, um, there's ways to get your point across that are like funny or whatever. You're very, you're a very humorous person, whatever you can get your point across and you can be funny with it, but you don't want to make like a fool of yourself. And I think a lot of people do this thing where they, they want to be controversial and it's easy to be controversial to say anything or whatever, but there needs to be merit behind your words. And like, that's something that I had to learn. And I don't think Azalea has learned that. Like there's no merit behind what she's doing and what she's saying. So yeah, you're making headlines, but like long-term, like there's, you have no credibility within your work. And I think that's where her flaws come in That is because like, you can talk all day, but when Russell Crowe spit at you, like we weren't batting the eyelash at it. If you were somebody <laughs> that was a little bit more respectable and respected. Allegedly, and so, allegedly on her we don't well, know but, but the thing is if rihanna came out right now and said russell crow spit at her we would be in his mentions like giving him hell but we like agree. with azalea banks we're not doing that because we don't respect her because, because she killed all those chickens reason. that's why we that's why we don't care because she killed all those chickens oh uh, don't start because you did too <laughs> clearly right. y'all in the same boat this is what azalea said about this person's quote um I'm definitely the most influential female rapper post Nicki Minaj. I may not be the most popular, but definitely the most influential. My words are powerful. When I speak, the people always react. I have a way of putting pressure on people to create the art 
world I want to live in. I see loads of girls running around with my style. I can 100% see the impact I had on these hoes. It makes me know that I am not and never was crazy. I'm happy to contribute to the arts. Even if people don't give me the credit, I can see how my influence have influenced all of these hoes. That to me is my truest success. When the new girls coming up wearing the looks I wore and adopting my themes. Come on, themes. I feel validated. Like I'm doing the job. God put me on earth. So guys, uh, these are some of, I guess, the biggest female rappers post Nicki Minaj. I guess since that's a thing. (laughs) Post Nicki Minaj. Female rappers. Um, Is Isaiah, I guess, the most influential one? My real question is, did God really put her on earth? (laughs) It doesn't seem like it. (laughs) But... I, but since we're there, I think if anything, she was created through evolution. <laughs> <laughs> Test two, baby. Because <laughs> there's just no way. That's rude. People are going to look back on this in 20 years when you know, and they're going to say, and they're going to say, who was who was who was Banks? <laughs> and why were they talking about her? People are looking at this right now. And saying, I mean, are you talking about her? <laughs> she, My wife did she ask, said, asked me why I was talking about Isaiah Banks tonight. And I said, it's because she's a friend of the show. Your friend. Okay. Your friend only. She's, she said that she was like influencing style. Like where? Grand Central Station? Like, <laughs> the homeless shelter? Ho- homeless like, what are you saying to me? <laughs> like bullet hole? The, homeless, the gun range? In the, um, like, in the hospital, <laughs> just, just like her. The gun range die. <laughs> <laughs> bullet hole. All right. Um, so, so you got, I mean, is she more influential than Young and May? Maybe. I think she's more no. functional than Dave. Uh, uh, Young and May just literally got the, the hashtag King Queen <laughs> trending. So absolutely. You gotta watch this bull daggers on it. <laughs> All right, what about Dave? She's more functional than Dave? Yeah. Which oh, one is Dave? Dave Loaf? Dave Loaf is left. No, no Dave is really pretty popular. Like she's she is. Yeah, like so absolutely not. Yeah. She's no. not the most popular. Most influential. She's not more. D- what does she mean by influential? But it, but Azalea's not influential. Like you're yeah, not making me go out and do anything. What, what did she influence? Them, you know who she influencing? Them girls. They got that arch. They like them them canines, and they talk with their teeth like this. <laughs> so get them little ponytails. Oh, you think she influenced Dreezy? Who? <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Yeah, don't do Dreezy. Or Cash Me Outside. Did she influence Cash Me Outside? To do what? I guess rap. I don't know. I don't under wait, 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 wait. Who is Dreezy? What is who what who is that? You you would know Dreezy if you heard. I just can't think of the song right now on top of my head, but I do like Dreezy. She's pretty nice. Uh, or Cardi, you think she influenced Cardi? Because she has a problem with Cardi B, apparently. That's that's what the whole that's what brought this all up, apparently. It's her beef with Cardi. So I, I don't think that's really Cardi bit off her. I don't think Cardi has anything to do with her. I think now, Cardi now a beef between thinking. two people would have to be between two people. <laughs> Otherwise, you just don't like the person. They don't know you. Okay. <laughs> now, I wouldn't it. even go that far, Dex. A beef between two people is a beef between two people. Not you stalking one person's Instagram and trying to find <laughs> something you don't like. <laughs> you can't do that. That's not a beef. That's you. You're a fan. That's what that is. 
All right. And last Molly's last topic um, of the day. Uh, does Stevie's opinion hold any weight here? Last week. Uh, if it ain't Stevie we, Wonder, then the answer is no. It is Stevie Wonder. We are oh. talking about Stevie Wonder. Uh, we had a debate about uh, Bruno Mars being a cultural appropriator. Um, we went back and forth. We posted the clip on uh, our various social media channels uh, earlier today. Um, but Stevie Wonder has weighed in on the issue and he has decided to say the following. TMZ called him in the streets. And uh, he said, <laughs> Why y'all laughing? Why y'all laughing? Uh, Stevie, uh, they asked Stevie if Bruno Martin had a pass. What the hell is going on in the picture? I don't understand. Well, why are you laughing? I don't get it. <laughs> They asked Stevie Wonder if he thought that Bruno Mars deserved a pass because of the reverent way he treats black originated musical genres like reggae, pop, hip hop, and funk. Uh, Stevie dismissed the question, um, saying that no pass is needed because God created music for everyone. Stevie said, quote, here's the thing. God created music for all of us to enjoy so we cannot limit ourselves by people's fears and insecurities. Um, he furthermore went on to say the following. He's a no, great talent you. talking about Bruno Mars. So all the other <laughs> stuff is just bullshit. <laughs> he was just inspired by great musicians and great artists and songwriters. So it's cool. So Dex, Stevie Wonder says it's cool. Uh, do you think it's cool? <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I mean, it's... <laughs> I, I, I just don't I just don't think Stevie sees it the way everybody else sees it. Like hold on, hold on, because y'all not about to put that on me. I did not mean that like that. I'm just saying like his perspective, his vantage point is not the same as mine. Really? Because like when I'm looking at it, I'm I'm legit looking at it like not like I'm like Bruno, no, you not. looking at it? Hunter, you looking at it? Dex, you looking at it? You're Come doing on. this, but I'm not. <laughs> you're the one that's speaking the words. I'm not saying it. You're the one that's saying it. So you're looking at it. And what's Stevie doing? <laughs> I think both of us, we, we, you know, honestly, to be honest with you, I do think the fact that he's blind plays a role into like his perspective of this because what? he doesn't know he doesn't know that Bruno Mars is not a black man. You know what I mean? So he of hears the music. he knows that Bruno Mars is not a black man. What do you mean? How does he know? <laughs> we're not because doing this. We're, we're not doing this. We're not doing a black person. And the parents probably said, no, he's not black. Right, but I'm just, but I don't, I just, I don't agree with that. But what I'm saying is, like, when Stevie hears Bruno Mars, like he hears him, like I see him, and I'm like, this is not a black guy. He's performing black music. I legit think Stephen Wonder looks at it like this is an art form. For him. He's looking, he's, okay. listen, he's listening to the music or whatever. He's not like he, of course, he he probably wouldn't even say Miley Cyrus culture appropriates because he's only hearing it. So he's hearing what she's doing, and it's like. Our biggest thing with Miley was that her visual was wrong. Well, her visual was off. So I, I don't really think we can really take Stevie's. That's valid. This, like too serious only because like 
we're talking about something. We're really having this argument because we see Bruno Mars and we're like, this is not a black man. We see Miley Cyrus. This is not a black woman. And they're doing things that we think are synonymous with black people. Like Stevie's actually not seeing this stuff. So he's his perspective is totally different, which I think is also kind of respectable, too. But I just I don't necessarily think we can take too much of his opinion. And like, and like <laughs> so you're saying we can't take his opinion because he's blind. Yeah, that's like a. <laughs> that's no, I'm saying we can't take his opinion because like his perspective is coming from something <laughs> totally his vantage point is totally different from mine. And yeah. I like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm not saying that we can't I'm not saying that we can because I would never say that that's rude, but I'm just You are oh my god, Dex. He's blind, so he sees you can't, <laughs> he can't uh, <laughs> um, that's so hard not to say it, but you said it. You ended up saying it. Uh, I, I, do you feel vindicated, Bill? I, I, listen, Stevie Wonder said it. He furthermore, I think you left off a quote where he just said, "I don't see the problem." So I'm with him. I can't. Like the, um, I can't see the problem either. Do you like you like his shades? No, the hater blockers. We're not. We are not doing this. <laughs> you don't like the hater blockers? I like them. I think they're trendy. I want you to change this. <laughs> All right, time to be uh, racist or talk about racists or expose the racists as we're supposed to do on the show. Uh, the point of this segment, um, we started doing this last year, is to let you guys know that although a lot of people seem to disagree that racism is still alive, we here at Bro Talk Live uh, understand that it is still alive and prevalent, prevalent um, in society. So we're going to point it out. That's what we do. Donald Trump, um, a frequent... Actually, he has, he's not as frequent as I thought he would be in this segment. Um, but he has unveiled a plan to end the opioid crisis with an ad campaign. He says uh, that he's going to spend millions of dollars. <clears throat> Go ahead, Bill. Spending a lot of money on great commercials to show how bad it is. Uh, he said, scare them from ending up like the people I got this. I'm the best reader you've ever seen. Okay, I can read a teleprompter. Thank you, folks. Uh, you scared them from ending up like the people in the commercials. Here's the plan, folks, okay? We're going to fight the opioid epidemic by releasing ads on TV. That isn't, so, that isn't a surprising solution, okay? I, I, clearly, I'm 72, and, and, you know, I... Okay, the fact of the matter is I know the best campaigns, okay? Reagan did it. Okay, uh, and his wife was how we say the first trap queen. Okay, and she said, "Just say no, folks." Okay, Nancy did it, and so I'm going to do it too. Just say no, folks. If you do say no, then you'll you'll live a wonderful American life. If you don't say no, then you'll probably face the death penalty. It's as plain and simple as that. And I have a leader. He is the head of the Confederacy. His name is Jefferson Beauregard. He's Section the head Third, of the what? And he'll put you to death. Okay, folks? He's the head of the what? Know that. He's the head of the Confederacy. We all know that, folks. It was a great organization, great people. Okay. They fought for great things. Okay. Our fathers, grandfathers, they were great people, great folks. Best folks all around. So what about this new website that uh, you reportedly have um, in the works? What's what's about this new website? Well, somebody made the website, okay? I don't know if it was was the Mooch, okay? (laughs) Or was somebody over in China, okay? Could have been Putin or the Russians, okay? But somebody made the website, okay? Uh, You know, I think it's the greatest website. You've never, the truth of the matter, folks, is you've never seen a better website. 
not anywhere in the world, okay? It's the greatest website, okay? The only website better is the one where you can apply for citizenship to Russia, okay? You're actually, uh, your tempo is awesome. Like you repeat just like he does, go around in circles, like you don't know what you're talking about. It's really good. Um, he unveiled a new website that's going to allow families of addicts to share their stories um, I, for the people, I guess, that are the addicts. In order to do so, the users must grant the U.S. government license to use, edit, and display, publish, broadcast, transmit, post, or otherwise distribute their videos. The website crisisnextdoor.gov is named after the term Trump's <laughs> administration has been using for the opioid <laughs> epidemic. Oh, you are dying. What's up? Are you laughing? Donald Trump is always... <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's just like a ridiculous person. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, I don't necessarily think this is racist. And also, I remember when I was in high school and they would come... They didn't do an infomercial session. <laughs> yes, they did. No, yes, they, they did. did. They locked us up. No, they didn't. When I don't know what you, you went to, you went, you grew up in Baltimore, so our <laughs> we grew up totally different, totally different. Philly's way different than Baltimore. You grew up like around crackheads, so like I know that's why you say. <laughs> but me, I grew, I grew up grew up as a crackhead. Okay, okay like, <laughs> like with us, like they, I remember it, they would sit us in the auditorium and they would show like these videos, like he's saying. Of people that they would show like the before and after pictures and they would show like stories and stuff like that and I lied to you not like I never touched drugs because I saw that like that scared the hell out of me what you about the rest of your classmates who did do drugs but they probably grew up in neighborhoods where drugs were prevalent so that's all they knew anyway but for me that is one of those things that it's so this scared. isn't going to fix anything that's what you're telling me it's not, it's not going to fix anything look at me this is going to fix little Dexter that makes it out listen a PS1 idea. Listen, you see my kid. Dex, Dex might be on to something. He went to one of the worst high schools in the city. Worst. Not, well, at the time it wasn't. <laughs> now it is, but at the time it wasn't bad. It was one of the worst high schools in the city of Philadelphia. It's so the history of Philadelphia. In the oh, history. You, you stop. People getting up. They bringing guns over there to his school. They getting locked up left and right. The but police had ordered one of the principals out of there. It's like going down. <laughs> <laughs> But look at me. <laughs> look at me. We got one good apple out the bunch, so you're worth saving. Congrats, Dex. I do you think it's racist that he's going to try to infomercial session this and when he tried to lock up all the people for uh, all the blacks for cocaine and weed? I, I think the locking up the, the minorities is what is the problem um, because now that it's affected... Yeah, what happened um, to Law & Order? Let's say the clearer folks it's just such a problem and it's addiction that we've got to get therapy and people need help i literally saw a debate about this issue because they're now trying to bring injection sites to philly so people who are addicted can safely um inject their drugs in an area where um they'll clean the needles for them and people were literally arguing like on the news broadcast, like these are young white people being affected by this. Like I swear on everything they said that. I'm like, that's your debate that young white people are being affected? Okay. Dex Fatima said that she went to the same high school as you and many of y'all classmates are crackheads. Crackheads. 
But look at me. I ain't, ain't never touched no crack over here. <laughs> crack is way. I make too much money for <laughs> that. <I don't> <laughs> <do it. laughs> Upon further investigation, we'll see whether or not we agree. We'll be the like, judge of that. <laughs> <judge> that. <laughs> I can see you on some crack. Oh my god. Damn. Jesus. All right, time for QA. This is like ridiculous. I'm sorry, everybody. Um QA. I can see you on some crack. What? This is the part where you all just um ask us questions. We actually answer them pretty badly. I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, but now we're gonna really take this seriously because I think we have some good ones this week. Um, I will 100% let you all just choose based on what you think is the best um, title and we'll rock with those two. Um, so topic number one, money problems. Topic two, <laughs> vegetarian problems. Topic <laughs> wrote that one. <laughs> the gun debate. And topic number four, no gift, no baby. Hmm. That sounds good. Uh, I think topic four is definitely one we should do. That sounds good. Let's go with that one. No gift, no baby. Dex, you good? Yeah. No gift, no baby. Go ahead, Ty. All right. Hello, all. I recently had a baby. And I've been so overwhelmed with requests to see my daughter. I don't mind having people over because I enjoy the company. But I have a friend that I've known for years who keeps asking, can she come over? I honestly have been avoiding her because she didn't send a gift. My husband is telling me that I am being petty and that she might bring a gift with her. Boy. She's wrong, and I know this because she came to my wedding and didn't bring a gift. How would you handle this? Uh, just for the record, my wife is over here saying that's shallow. So that's her opinion. That's a woman's opinion. Um, and we'll start with that one. There we go. Uh, the woman thinks you're shallow. What do the men think? I'm with you, sister. Listen, there's nothing worse. This isn't, this isn't blue. I'm with you, brother. Is it supposed to be in blue? I don't know. It's not more like sister, but... I recently had a baby. No, that's definitely sister. I don't think um, I read the name. Our, our apologies. Anywho, I'm with you, sister. I I um, still have a list of all the people in my head who showed up to my wedding without a gift. And um, <laughs> some people I gave a pass to um, based on their status um, in my life and what they had going on, but other people I didn't. So it really depends on how good of a friend this is for you. Like sometimes if your friend- Oh yeah, it's from a girl, my bad. That should be pink. So yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we're good. We established that, bro. We're good. Just move on. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Real quick though. That was a drag. You gave passes for people not giving gifts? I did give passes. There are are certain people- Well, give me mine back then. Like I paid to be in the way and I I gave a gift. What did you give me? I don't remember. Bitch, you know you got to get it from me. <laughs> That's like the worst thing to tell somebody. What did you get me? I forgot. Like, what? <laughs> Whatever it is, send it back. Figure out what it is and send it back. Did you give me a pass? So many people. I know exactly what Dex got me for my wedding. He got me a nice uh, cookie sheet set. That's the best cookie sheet set ever. Thank you, Dex. Dex probably you. ran somewhere and got me a gift card for $25. First of all, I do not do $25 <laughs> gifts. I don't do that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm supposed to lay down the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. He gave you one of the Wendy's gift cards. Wendy's. <laughs> 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 <laughs
to grab me a card for, to someplace downtown um, that no one's ever heard of. So oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, to our viewer, because y'all making this about me. Um, to be honest with you, like I, for me personally, I always get my friends gifts for like babies and like weddings and stuff like that. But if I'm being a hundred percent honest with you and like people, like nobody takes this offensive, please. But like, I could care less if I ever see my friend's children. I have like close friends of mine. <laughs> Damn. I, you don't care about seeing my kid. I mean, if I do, I do, but like, ah! it's like, oh! what is the baby going to do? Like baby's not going to talk to me or anything like that. It's just, it's like there. And it's like, okay, cool. I saw the baby. But like, for me, it's like, I'm always going to like love the kid because it's like a child of my friends, but I have legit best friends who I've never met their child before. Yeah, like me. Yeah, but I mean, your child is newer. I mean, I have a friend whose child is like four years old and I've never met the kid before. And like, Hi. it's just not a big deal to me. But Did I you hear Jason just called Dex his best friend? Did you? I didn't say Dex is my best friend. I said I was Dex's best friend. There's a difference. Dex and Jason are clearly best friends. I'm not but, even... But I'm just saying, like, I don't think it's that big of a deal. <laughs> I hate both of them, honestly. <laughs> I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't think you should be making that big of a deal about getting a gift. If somebody wants to see your child, I feel like you should let them see the child. And, like, you're saying, like, you're saying, like, you didn't get me a gift so you can't see my child. So it's like if a person doesn't get you something... I think if you have a kid, it's a big thing, and your friend should get you something. As a matter of fact... If my friends had a kid, I'd get them like a monumental, memorable, really, really nice gift. I would nice gifts. I mean, was so yours monumental? Like I, I don't know if it was monumental. Excuse me, Jason. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I just obviously didn't hear you. I said, do you think yours was monumental that you got me? I mean, it was pretty good, but I don't say it's monumental. Pretty good. It's probably the best you got. Okay. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got him a gift too, so you can't say it's the best. Please, I'm you gotta sure. Watch, you gotta watch your mouth. I'm you sure it did. Like my gifts always do. Doubt it. It shouldn't be worse. He doesn't remember what you got him. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Next. All right. Um, I think we should do the vegetarian problems. <laughs> no, we don't have that. We can't help you with that. Dex, I think it's no, like Dex is a vegetarian, so I think he'd be able to help. I think the money problems is good. I think uh, that one's probably the best one. Okay, Ty, you think the money problem? I don't want to talk about the gun one because Ty, you want to do money problems? I honestly, whichever one you guys want, I'm gonna out this one. All right, uh, Bill. We Dex, you seen these questions already? No, Dex hasn't seen anything. No, I'm just saying like the gun. Like I'm just saying like me with guns. Like I just I don't like it, so it's not gonna be. It's not necessarily about having a gun or not. It's more about police. Uh, me and Will got Will was trying to run for office. I'm just trying to keep my nose clean. Let's try to go. No, let's get this money problems. <laughs> All right. I can't talk nothing about the baby police. Well, we might have to bring back next week. That's a, that's a good one. I don't think it would get you in trouble, Bill. But Do we have a second? Oh, uh, no, we don't have time. Sorry, viewer. I guarantee you I ain't going to bring it back next week. All right. Um, money problems or vegetarian problems? Which one's shorter? Uh, money problems. Let's get to money problems. Let's go to mine. We gotta get to the debate. What debate? Uh, Obviously, we're not going to agree on whatever advice we give. (laughs) Money is a constant issue in our house. I need a girl to. Oh God, I'm sorry. I need my girl um, to quit her part time job at the supermarket and find one with a better salary. (laughs) (laughs) What department she work in? What department? 
Every time I bring it up, she gets frozen foods and defensive and says that I'm calling her lazy. I'm not totally saying, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not totally saying that she's a hard worker. We have a total. The shade, hold up. The shade is in that totally. I'm not yeah, totally. The word totally like really throws me off. Like this is not going to work. Sends me out. <laughs> um, We have a total of ooh, $50. In savings, we also have a young. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> we also have a young son and hope to have another. The nerve! Another one. Oh, the rain is not right. I'd there. like to move into a house to accomplish this. We need um two full time salaries. We um how do I bring this up without making my wife angry? Or should I just be a man and pick up a second job? I love her dearly, and I think it would be easier for both of us if she would try a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm done. Sir, we're done with you. Like, listen, listen. This isn't going to work. Like, this is not how you... Um, Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. That, that last sentence? Like, that the word totally in that last sentence are really taking me. Like, I just don't know about this. I don't listen, know. This thing is sending me so far out of here. <laughs> If she would try a little harder. Try a little harder. <laughs> Sir, I honestly don't think you should bring this up. I think you should go with your gut and be a man and get a second job if you feel like you have gold and you guys don't have $50. Like, I... I, I they have $50. You said they don't have $50. You have $50. They got $50. I said you guys only have $50. Oh. <laughs> Listen, this... And it's even right. that is like pushing it because you have a, a baby. Like that fifty dollars is gone. You're probably going to use that fifty dollars, and it is it's and how you, a separate account. Like you're trying to buy you understand. Have a second child. So my advice is that you hold off on a second child. You hold off on the house. all the way off. I mean, you need to get a, look for a second job. You can't have hold up. You can't plan for a second child with fifty dollars in the bank. Absolutely Would you? Not. You try it. You try it. You try it. <laughs> I would have a first Michael child. Jackson said it best. If me. you can't feed your baby, then don't have a baby. You can feed your baby on fifty dollars. You just can't handle diapers. But I you mean, can feed the you can feed it. To be honest with you, why don't you just I mean, on your own, just to have extra money, go ahead, look for a second job or whatever, and then have your wife, if you want to stay with her, it's up to you. Have <laughs> her. Why would you assume Are that he was married? Because he has no respect for her. I mean, would you want to? But just remember, going down to the welfare, and like that could be how she subsidizes income while she works. Like you, you guys would not pay for no food at all. Like she, honestly, seriously, seriously, like I'm laughing, but there was no, there's nothing wrong with getting free food. Let me tell you. Agreed. I mean, it is a problem if you don't want to work. You don't want to work, but that's another story. Go ahead. Get the welfare for her. You go ahead and you work your second job while she still does the grocery grocery store stuff. And I feel like that's that's what you guys do. Jason, Look, to be honest, no I think funnier than this one. What'd you say? Uh, There's no way the other question was funnier than this one. This one was funny. This one was funny. Yeah. So I get all that shade. The first funny. time I read it, but yeah, he said it's funny. And, I'm sorry. <laughs> Wait, I I think part of the issue. Is that she's working this part time job and not a full time job? A part time job at a supermarket, like 
you're not bringing home nothing but quarters. Like, what are you doing? Pennies. I wonder how old they are because that that probably plays like a a big role in it too. They might be too young. Like they might be like college age. They might be college age and then try with the best job that she can get, like with her education. I mean, I will say the child. I mean, now that I do have a a kid, childcare is quite uh, prohibitive, expensive. Um, so I I understand if she's watch if she's watching the kid. You know what I'm saying? And then part time, she's doing the super the, the supermarket gig. No, she's pushing cards oh, you know he while he's home from his job or whatever. That's fine. I mean, I get it because childcare is expensive. But um, that should be a conversation that you guys should have had before you had this baby. So, yeah. And if you are going, if you're like, if you if you don't feel like you can bring this up to her, y'all clearly don't be having no second child. No. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and to wrap it up, um, the way you worded things really threw me off. I think that you need to uh, really take a deep look at this relationship and see if you are interested in staying in it because you say you really love her, but you're like, she's not totally lazy and she needs to try harder. It's like the way you're talking about her is not like, I personally would never talk about my wife like that. But um, listen, I would, if you really think she needs to get a second job. He didn't say they was married. He said that was his baby mom. I think he did say they were married. Did he? But either way, you're either way you're pl- you're clearly planning a life and a future for you both, and like you, th- that doesn't work. Like that doesn't work if you if you don't want to bring it up to her. Like if you feel some kind yeah, of way like bringing it up to her as a man, like that's that's a problem. If I'm thinking something and I feel like it's something that I really really want to discuss, I will bring it up to my wife no matter what. Even like we don't have to agree that you should bring it up, but I think that any topic should be able to be discussed amongst married people. Period. Right. All right, cool. Uh, for any more questions, brotalklive.com slash questions. Submit your question and we'll get it on the show, preferably uh, before Tuesdays. Can I put this out there since we before we move to the, the questions? The person that wrote us with the grandmom who, who brother came home from jail, please write us a follow up that poisoned up the lemonade and had grandmom carrying on all over. You're talking about the letter from three years ago? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I need to know what did y'all confront him Whatever happened with that? Please let us maybe, know. Maybe maybe they did confront him, and that's probably why they can't tell us anything else. The best part of the show. We're going to continue in our March Madness series. Um, we're doing record labels this year. The top record labels. Uh, we ended up last week with this battle. We have Bad Boy versus Interscope, and then we have uh, Rockefeller versus Death Row. Um, and this is what it comes down to, guys. So we're gonna we're gonna make it up. We're gonna have the finals after this week. Uh, we have about a hundred votes or whatever, brotalklive.com so far. So if you haven't voted yet, make sure you go to brotalklive.com and click the link to vote and pick your bracket. Who wins? All right, Brad Boy Records, the greatest of all time. Here we go. They, their roster at, when they were at their greatest: the Notorious B.I.G., Puff Daddy, Little Kim, Faith Evans, Craig Mack, Total, One Twelve. Mario Winans, Mace, The Locks, Carl Thomas, and Shine. And then we're going to go up against Interscope at their greatest. We're not talking about right now. We're not talking about putting all of their best. You know what I'm saying? We're talking about when they were their strongest. Interscope Records had Dr. Dre, Eminem, 50 Cent, The Game, Tony Ayo, Lloyd Banks. Guys, who is winning? Bad Boy or Interscope at their best? Bad Boy. Bad Boy. Yeah, I agree. All right, all three of us agree. Uh, all three, all four of us agree. 
Bad Boy Records going to the finals. Who will they face? Uh, will it be Rockefeller, Def Jam Rockefeller, or Death Row Records? Uh, Rockefeller in their prime. Jay-Z, Kanye, Freeway, Beanie Siegel, State Property, Young Guns, Cameron, Jewel Santana. Against Death Row, Tupac, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, the DOC, Nate Dogg, Corrupt, Warren G, and Michelle A. The, the issue that I have with this Rockefeller. is, is Michelle A. Don't do Michelle A. During Rockefeller, I was like, uh, <laughs> and listening and ratchet when it came out currently. Like everything I listened to from Death Row was like after everyone was dead already. And I was going back. And- <laughs> everyone was dead. The only person that's dead <laughs> is Tupac. What do you say, everybody? <laughs> after everyone was dead, either career wise or physically. Um, I was going back and learning and listening to the music. And because of that fact, I'm going to go with um, Rockefeller. Snoop Dogg had a long run. He's still running. He got gospel I mean, up. but Beanie Siegel, Snoop Dogg is on. dead. Tupac is dead. Snoop <laughs> Dogg just died like a couple of years ago. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm all... I, I would go. I'm not voting for anything that's affiliated with Suge Knight. So absolutely rock and <laughs> All right. So basically, we got Jay Z and Kanye because the rest of them are dead, and then you got Tupac and Snoop. Dogg. Oh, we're talking about in their prime. Or Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg because the rest like, of them growing up like that was like, come on. Anything would you say that the Young Guns? Are you kidding me? Benny Freeway, like all those people. Like, come on, like you have to remember that time. And Cameron, I grew up. Joel Santana, like you know, I was a huge fan of him in college. Like, I'm not going to vote for Death Row simply because, like, I grew up when this music was coming out. Like, not when other music. But what was what was better? Uh, in my opinion, I like what what I was experiencing. The Rockefeller. You know what I think it, what I think is funny, Jason, is that you want us to vote for Defro because last last week you you vetoed stuff to make Defro get in there. I, I never and, vetoed and, anything. And you know like what? Me. It makes me proud. It makes me proud to say Def Jam because you don't get what you want. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't have a horse in this race. You know what I'm saying? No, I know. You oh, you got a horse in this race. I'm just out here in LA. You know what I'm saying? Uh, next week we're going to have uh, Rockefeller. Oh, you t- wait, wait. Hold up. Trying to protect yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Try to stay alive. Next week, the 27th, the last uh, week in March, we're going to conclude with the championship round. Um, Rockefeller versus Bad Boy here on Bro Talk Live. Make sure you vote Bro Talk Live. Dot com. Uh, second part of just the time this week. Uh, I'm sorry. We have, we have a, a part two. Part two. <laughs> part it's two. Reprise. Okay. <laughs> come come through reprise. Uh, Spike Lee's birthday. Happy birthday, Spike Lee. Um, one of the greatest uh, filmmakers of all time. Guys, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to uh, guess which year these movies came out. Oh, come on. Uh, you should have called Dr. Hugavine for this. <laughs> best of luck. So here's what we got. Uh, Malcolm X, Clockers, School Days, She's Gotta Have It, Do the Right Thing, and then we have Crooklyn and Jungle Fever um, for the win. So uh, let's start this first screen. Uh, what year was Malcolm X made? 92. What were you agreeing on? I don't know. I, just guess. 90, I would say 91. I know it was early 90s. I think 92. 92, I think. Are we going with 92 or you want to go 91? 92. All right. 92. 92, we're good. All right, Clockers. Which year did Clockers come out? 
88. She's got a habit that came out in 86. That much I do know. All right, Help me cool. out. Like Instagram, Twitter, like... Do you, you want to put... Right. She's got to have it? She's got to have it in 86. Let's put that there for now. That was his okay. first one. All right, what about school days or clockers? <laughs> school days was 89. Do we I would say do the right thing. Probably 88 then. Okay, and what year was clockers? All right, 95. All right, are we good with that? We're taking out 94 and 91. Can't we use them on the other two? The oh, other yeah. two, they it's, you have a 50% shot. So uh, okay. let's start with this first screen. Are we good with this? Sure. Yeah. Malcolm X, 92. Clockers, 95. School days, 89. She's got to have it, 86. Do the right thing, 88. Here's how you guys fared. So we got the first two, Malcolm X, right? Clockers, right? 92 and 95. School days was actually 88. 88. Bill, you were right. She's got to have it was 86. Do the right thing was 89. You guys did actually really good. You only got school days and do the right thing mixed up. Good job, guys. Look at you. Listen, so I paid attention in that film history class. All right. And last but not least, Crooklyn Jungle Fever. Do you want to keep them where they're at? Crooklyn has 1994 as a start date and Jungle Fever has 1991. You want to keep that? You want to swap them? Yeah, that's right. Swap them. Oh no, that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that one. No, no, no. Absolutely, that's not right. There is no, no way. They uh, let's just leave where they are. Ninety-one. No, let's that would have had to be ninety-four or even two thousand. I, I would say just leave them the way they are. <laughs> All right, Bill. What you say? Uh, Taz is leaving. Dex says swap them. I'm with Dex. I say swap them. Ninety-one. Crooklyn came out. All right. And 94 Jungle Fever. I just want to go on record that I don't agree. Jason didn't think all this time to switch them all around. Wait, could you imagine them talking about interracial relationships in 1991? No way. (laughs) Yes. Yes way. Yes way. Ty was right. 94 was Crooklyn and 91 was Jungle Fever. Well, why y'all listen to him then? (laughs) (laughs) Ty, you're absolutely right. Good job, bro. Well, how come we were talking about this in 91 and we still got issues with it today? You know, with a lot of things, including Dex's BS report. <laughs> hey, I guess not a lot of people segment. watch the movie then, because we still got issues or interracial relationships. Speaking of issues, there is a man in Minnesota who worked at Perkins who decided to shoot oh, a shot Perkins? at a coworker. Is that like, a, oh, we do have a Perkins down here, don't we? The sh- the coworker told him she was like, you know what? No, I'm not interested, and the guy seemed to take it okay. But then the coworker started to notice that her water started to taste like pee. And Ew. she noticed this for about a month straight. And she's like, you know what? Like something about this. Water- Why do you keep drinking it after a month? First of all, a month. Well, basically what would happen is she would come in, she would bring her water bottle in, she puts it in the refrigerator. And then every time she would drink it, she feels like it tastes like funny. And she said that she felt like it tastes like pee. So then she told management about it and she, she accused the man. She, she said he thinks that he might have done it. So they went up to him and they were like, you know, did you do this? Obviously he denied it. And then they said, you know, what we're going to do is test it for, for urine samples. The guy then came clean and was like, you know what? I did pee in the water bottle mainly because it was there and I'm a cook in the kitchen and I have to use the bathroom and I couldn't get out of the bathroom so I would pee in the water bottle that's when the woman brought up this stuff about him um you know coming on to her and she was he was just like yes I did come on to her yes she did reject me but it had no it had nothing to do with me peeing in the water bottle (laughs) um but moving right along 
Yes. There is a man in New York City who decided, like, you know what, enough is enough with the noisy neighbors. Some of us move out of the place. Some of us call call maintenance and tell them, like, you know, talk to these people about this. Not this guy. Joel decided that what he's going to do is hire a hitman to kill his noisy neighbors and their children and their two dogs. The issue for Mr. Joel came in when the uh, the um, the hitman that he hired actually turned out to be an under undercover New York police officer. Uh oh. <laughs> you receipt with that? Like when you have to kill all those people, like you have to have some sort of like receipt to make sure that everybody that you asked to be killed was killed. Because if you want both the dogs killed and they only killed one dog, do you get your money back? My you question is, you probably get like a discounted rate. You had enough money to hire somebody to kill all those people. Yeah, like was there special going on? It was like a five for one single family house. <laughs> hey, or, or or just move to another unit in your. You know what I mean? You can't just move. Of course, you got all that money. You paying rent in New York City. <laughs> And the final story comes to us. Um, it came with an Ashanti CD. <laughs> and the final story comes to us. There is a woman who, who was 47 years old. She was dating a 72 year old sugar daddy who she met at Walmart. So we all know it's tax season. The, the, the young lady went into the store and she bought a couple things, you know, with her tax dollars. And he asked her couple like, of garments. Huh? couple of garments. Well, she bought stuff from Walmart. They were in a shopping spree at Walmart. Um, And she bought things. (laughs) She didn't buy anything for him. And he was a little upset about that because he said, you know, you haven't been performing favors for me. And also now you're not buying me anything. I just feel like this is a really one-sided relationship. Apparently, the young woman did not like that. And she ran him over in the Walmart parking lot. The woman is now um, on the run. And when they catch her, she will be serving (laughs) some time in prison. And that has been Dex's BS report for the week. Was it was it He's v- old man did. That sounded like something V Stiviano would have did. <laughs> <laughs> Is he dead? Whatever happened to her? Oh, he's she dead. She put yeah. blood in his mouth. You said what happened to her? She's on a run for killing her uh, sugar daddy. <laughs> That's what happened to her. <laughs> uh, was it Donald Sterling? No, no he sugar he daddy. Why should she have to buy him anything? Sources reporting. All right, uh, time for seats, Bill. Mm. Yes, it is time for uh, the section of the show where we uh, voice our frustrations. Anybody, would anybody like to go first? Um, well, actually, now that we have you on this segment, I had a question I wanted to bring up to you. You posted today on Snapchat or Instagram Ooh. that um, you you put a PSA out and you said, don't tell me you're getting money when you're writing yeah, credit cards. Yes, you're still Lord broke. have mercy, Jesus, yes. You want to elaborate? Give us a name. What's going on? Well, I can't give names, but so apparently uh, credit card scams are uh, the new popular thing in the city of Philadelphia. Um, And people are like out here stealing up credit cards and bank information and like going to the banks and like depositing these checks, these stolen checks that they are like stealing from people on on Friday. And then like they're like taking the money out of these accounts. And like walking around flossing, like, yeah, I just bought a new pair of Louboutins. I just got this new. Let me tell you something. Y'all out here stealing. You got caught. Thieves. So I know. um, I'm not. I can't. I can't say that. 
You live for other reasons. To the police, if you know who they are. Oh, but uh, your friends me, are stealing. Like, you, excuse me. You you, you shaved them on Snapchat, but you're not calling the police on them. I'm not. Excuse me. You in on it? First of all, they, first of all, they're not my friends. They must have broken them on. I've already filed a report. <laughs> That's what you need to say. They, they kicked Will out the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Whistleblower out these streets, okay? <laughs> no, but like, there are people that I follow on Instagram and they're like, they like keep posting these pictures like of them and money. And they're like, if you want to get in, you know, like DM me. And then they post a picture of like different bank accounts, like $3,000, another satisfied customer. Y'all out here stealing. Y'all legit, and I'm I'm gonna send y'all that I'm gonna send y'all the Instagram. Don't say it out so loud. Don't send it. Don't send me nothing. I don't want to be involved. Don't send me either. I've already called the police, child, or and reported them on Instagram. You won't be following me. I got too much to lose. Y'all are thieves, stealing. <laughs> Hell is your portion. Uh, I have um two really quick seats. My first seat is gonna be people who share memes that um they don't fully agree with. So they're. There's a couple today that I've seen that people share something and they're like, and then when people press them on it or question them about it, they're like, oh, it's just a joke or I don't really mean it or I didn't mean all of it. Like, if you don't mean it, if it's not something that you're going to stand behind, don't post it. My second seat is going to go to, so last week we started the show off and I'm like near tears about this company going bankruptcy or whatever. And now I'm giving them a seat. Um, so Toys R Us. so in tears that you couldn't respond to, uh, to my inquiries. <laughs> Um, Toys R Us. Basically, last week what they did, they filed for bankruptcy. And um, so I went in there to see if I can find a PlayStation 4 because I wanted one. Toys R Us has the audacity to have PlayStation 4s at $400 as if you guys aren't closing the doors. One. (laughs) Secondly, Toys R Us released a statement and they're like, well, why do you guys think that you're going under? And they're blaming it on millennials not having children. That's not the reason Toys R Us is going in bankruptcy. The reason (laughs) is because one, like you don't have competitive pricing Two, there is competition now and three people are buying stuff online. So do not blame millennials for that. Actually, I read a few articles about millennials not having enough kids. Is that a thing? Like, do we really not have enough kids? According to the last thing, the last uh, letter we got, we got enough kids running around here. They keep hiring the same issue with Blockbuster. They keep hiring these nasty associates and don't nobody <laughs> want to shop there. That's what it is. And guess what? I'm about to put Walmart out of business because when they discount all of them Barbies and all them little Tonka trucks, I'm going to buy them up. Come Christmas shop with me. Walmart is struggling because of Amazon because everybody's too lazy to go to the store. I hear that because um, I, don't, I don't like going to the store anymore. Amazon has that nice little prime. I order on Amazon. It's like ridiculous. Absolutely. I mean, why? I got a package I coming almost daily. <laughs> Absolutely. Daily. I'm <laughs> send, I funny. send other people packages. That's how ridiculous I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to give a seat this week. Just... And them little notes. <laughs> I'm not going to give a seat this week. I'm just going to go ahead and thank all the people who uh, decide to move people's furniture and stuff for a living. I appreciate you all. Um, I hired oh. movers to move my stuff this past weekend, and oh. it was by far the most glorious experience. Did you move? Uh, I did move. Oh, oh It was glorious. So <laughs> shout out to all the people who helped me move, Ty. and um, especially the people that I paid to help me. So I appreciate all the people who have chose moving as yes, Is this the first time in public that you're hearing about this? It is. 
Shocking. Well, my friend, I'm glad for your fortune. I'm seeding Jason. Good to know. You should. Jason's a terrible friend now, everyone. Like, you know, we grew up together and everything, and we were great friends. Grew up together. We went to school for four years. We're done. Now we grew up together. We're done. He's terrible. Ty, you should have known, though. He started killing them chickens, and next thing you know. like killing chickens, doing things that I don't approve of. You know, I'm not going to say it. But, you know, it's just Sniffing like, coke. We don't have to hide. <laughs> We're done with Jason. We, we don't have to hide his drug problem. He's in rehab now. He's been clean for two years. Don't forget, like, subscribe to the show. Tell a friend on YouTube and comment. Leave your comments. It's been another edition of Bro Talk Live. Do you guys have any announcements to make? I do. Um, please, everybody. Uh, well, those of you that are watching in the 53rd Ward of Philadelphia, I need your vote for the primary. Um, I will be on the, we didn't, I didn't get my ballot number yet. So like, just hold on for that and I'll get it. When I get it, I'll let you know. Um, ward leader. Ward leader. Um, so, yes. Um, so I need your vote. Also, thank you. And shout out to uh, John Eric, uh, who just got back from Vietnam and brought me my gift straight out of Ho Chi Minh City. I appreciate you and thank you for watching the show. Um, appreciate your support. Thank you. All right. Uh, Dex, Ty, any announcements? We good? Nothing. No. All right, cool. For Ty, for Dex, for Bill, my name is Jason. This has been another edition of Bro Talk Live. Make sure you check us out on the podcast on Apple Podcast. Um, and also tell a friend about the show. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter at Bro Talk Live. Also Instagram to check us out during the week, especially Music Mondays, uh, Women Crush Wednesdays, Throwback Thursdays, and for any of the clips that you missed. Uh, this has been another edition of Bro Talk Live. You guys have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next week.